Welcome to The Human Beat. I'm Roger Rocca. This morning, we're talking with a local person who is homeless. This will be the first and what I hope will be a series of discussions to help us better understand the individuals among the human beings we may tend to lump together as the homeless. I went to Lifeboat Services downtown, which houses both Filling Empty Bellies and Beacon Clubhouse, and sat down with a petite 31-year-old woman who has been homeless on and off for most of her life. How, how long have you been homeless? Um, over the course of my life, multiple times. Actually, when um, I first moved into town, I was six years old, and my mom, it was my mom, my sisters, and I, and we were first homeless. Right when we moved in, she was staying, uh, she met a friend, and she had family members out here. Well, something happened, and my mom was the first to have to leave with us, so we were living in a car. Mm -hmm. I can't honestly tell you how long, I mean, because there's a difference between living in your car homeless to flat out being out on the streets or just couch surfing because mm -hmm. the truth of the matter is is if your name isn't on that lease you're always the first one to go it doesn't matter if you did anything wrong or you know just not working out with your roommate and it's a real big issue when you have uh, little ones and you know it's easy for one person to crash out on the couch it's more difficult oh, it's if you're a single mom yeah. with Sorry, kiddos yeah. you know people want to help they do but you know can't afford to house someone who has four little kids. And that's you? Do you have four kids? Yeah. I do. How, how are you managing right now? Right now, um, I'm very thankful because at least my babies are inside. <laughs> uh, some days are better than others. It's... It really sucks sometimes when you get to that desperate stage because you know we are we have basic human instincts and there's so many things that you kind of take for granted that you don't even realize it like the simple matter of being able to charge your phone having your own personal bathroom. Just having a place to be. This place is, it's heaven sent. When you're out there on the street, and especially if you're female, sometimes you gotta be, you feel like you constantly have to be on the move. I was sitting down at Hotel Elliot, there was an outlet down there. 
I sat down and plugged my phone in. I wasn't yelling or screaming or doing anything wrong. My friend was with me. And business owner came out and told us to get the fuck out. Excuse my language, but it's like, I'm a human being. Why didn't you just ask me? And, sorry, like, it does make me sad because it's like, everybody sometimes makes poor choices. So, I mean, if I don't come in to where you're at and point the finger at you on something that maybe you could be doing better, I mean, with the cans, if you don't want them, what is the harm of bagging them out and leaving them for someone else? I don't want to bother anybody, I just want to live. I saw the pain in your eyes when you talked about your kids. I take it they're not, they're not with you right now. No, because I've been homeless with my kids. And it's all very, very heartbreaking thing when you have to look back in your back seat and watch your baby sleep. Knowing that they don't have their own bedroom and you feel like such a failure because you can't provide it for them yourself. So, I mean, start out with a uh, I was young and I suffered abuse when I was really little. And it really changed my mindset. So it's kind of backwards. So I. It's just. Sorry. <laughs> I care. There are a lot about people, and it's hard because whenever someone asks you, how can I help, if you don't know necessarily how to help yourself or what is wrong or what, it's hard to communicate. And I was, I was just going to ask you sort of that question I was going to ask. What, what could make a real difference for you right now? What, 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 what do you hope for? What could make a real difference? It's like, it's confusing whenever you try to go into mental health or even something as simple as making doctors uh because my thing is, is I honestly think that when you're tr trying to figure out what really deep down is causing you to make the same mistakes, 
even though you're trying so hard not to? I honestly don't know. But it's confusing when you're trying to get on medication that might help stable your moods a little bit. When I had to go to counseling, when I was in foster care, they tried saying I was bipolar or manic depressant. And it's like, well, if I'm going to talk to a counselor, they should be able to prescribe me the medication that they might think that I need. But no, it's like, you gotta talk to, go to a doctor, talk to them. And then there's psychologists, it's, I don't know. It's just hard to keep up with, hard to manage. It is, and with the housing list, it's confusing because when you go in there and you put in an application, you gotta keep up on it. You gotta keep hounding them, or just to make sure that you don't fall off. And when you struggle with the basic foundation of my, my biggest thing is trying to make sure that I have a one phone number consistently. And then being able to keep track of all the places that you applied for. So when there is an opening, you're able to call them and be like, I'm still here, I'm still valid. Just being able to be found. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it, it's really hard when my biggest goal is I want my babies back. Mm -hmm. And it's hard trying to find something that I can physically work by myself that is adequate enough to provide housing for four kids. Mm -hmm. Three boys, one girl. Housing, housing out here. Katie Properties, I was told because I was pregnant with a girl, I would, they wouldn't rent me anything smaller than a three bedroom. No. Well, three bedrooms are a little bit more expensive. Yeah. And Sometimes it really helps to know no people or I don't know. It just seems like sometimes I'm just a day late and a dollar short. Yeah. So I guess it would really help if you had somebody who was helping you to navigate through all this stuff, right? It is. I mean, like I knew you got to hold yourself accountable and do the work yourself. Otherwise, it's not, you can, <laughs> you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Yeah. Well, and you can't know what you don't know either. You know, you have to learn all this stuff. And when it's like filling out uh, when I'm taking care of the, my kids or having <coughs> When it comes to taking care of my kids, I know, like, <coughs> okay, medical and all that other stuff. When it comes to myself, it feels like Latin. <laughs> mm -hmm. How old are your kids? Damien is eight, almost nine. <laughs> 
Patrick is five. Zayden is four. And the baby girl is three. You're not very old yourself. No. I really didn't understand, like, you know, an unhealthy mom. I can't take care of healthy babies. Mm -hmm. And when I, the way I grew up, my mom was so adamant about mental health or going to a counselor or talking to anybody about your feelings was wrong. Mm. And it's sometimes when I go in there, it's like, I understand that this is your job. But when you treat me like I'm not a person, it, it's really hard. Like, I don't wanna just sit there and talk about myself because it it's kind of feels selfish it's like a back and forth thing i just want to figure out like what can i do to not feel so out of place it's a team effort You feel judged a lot? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I was, I'm guilty of it too. Like, when you first look at someone, I mean, just like the individuals who stand out here, you really can't judge a book by its cover. I mean, because I was guilty of that. You just walk by and you see someone who doesn't, who's dirty, mm -hmm. you know mud steaks whatever but it's like when you take the time to actually get to know someone then you figure out you know Shayna you know she is amazing when it comes to fashion because I know outside world she just looks like a pack rat. She makes her own style. And out here, I mean, you can only do what you can do. I mean, I never thought about cutting off sleeves to my shirt and putting them on my ankles for a little bit of pizzazz and an extra layer of warmth. She's got amazing skills. But outside community, they just see her as yelling and screaming and it's We're all human beings and all of us I mean basic necessities, food, water, shelter. And with this place I mean, we wouldn't, sometimes we wouldn't even have food. We wouldn't have a dry place to be. 
if it wasn't for this organization. I mean, when there's so much stress in the community, it's like going to the bus stop because it's pouring down rain. We're getting told, oh, you're going to get trespassed because you're not using the bus system. It's like, I'm not trying to impede your business. It's freezing out and it's cold. So I'm just trying to have a moment away from the rain or at least wait it out until I can jet across to the next spot. How do you stay safe? Or can you stay safe? Stay safe? Is that? At night? Oh, well. Sleeping is hard because it depends on if you can find a good enough spot to safely sleep by yourself. Female, like me, I don't ever sleep by myself. If I am by myself, the only thing that I know is to constantly keep moving, not to stay in one space at one time. And the reason why that is, is because you're vulnerable. I mean, most of the time when I was abused, it was inside behind closed doors out here you want to make sure you always have two exits i mean and yes i look crazy or i don't know but it's there are some people some scary people out there yes and this the scary part about it is those are the ones you don't see Not the ones that are right out here in town. It's just like anybody you go to a, a business. You don't know what goes on in, at that person's house. Out here, it's a little bit more amped up. I mean, when I was homeless in my car, yeah, I could sleep by myself. But you got to make sure that, one, it's okay for you to be there. Because if it's not, then you have risks of the police coming out. Because, honestly, like, I didn't know that you can get theft of services. So if you're outside and you charge up your phone and they're irritated with you, they can get you for that. I didn't know that taking off a piece of tape from an outlet outside, that could be considered vandalism. And when it says no overnight parking or no camping, it kind of stresses you out to the point where like, okay, fine, I won't be here. But then where do you go? Where can you be? There's not very many places that we can be. Here, 
is safe. At least, you you're, know, you gotta, you have, you have to keep an eye on your stuff all the time. I so mean, your lifeboat is safe. Yes. Yeah. I, we still have individual, individual people out here that your stuff will get taken if you do not pay attention. It will. And it's out of sheer desperation and sometimes, I mean, it's hard when you have, like being a female, like lady times, when you're out here, this place is amazing. They, they can't be here 24 seven. So when it's time to go at four o'clock, you're out and about, you have all your stuff taken, you, just the clothes you're wearing, how can you take a shower? Sorry, my mind just trails all over the place, it's, but. It's, it's okay because you're helping, helping us understand. And it's just like, I honestly feel like, because I've been here since I was six, I'm 31 years old. I feel like there is a lot more, less violent crimes when we had Ninth or People's Park. It was just an empty, vacant lot, but I don't know. Because maybe people were just up in the woods. But they felt like they had an area to go. So that way they're not right there in front of kids drinking a beer. Because normally you go home, shut the door, then you have privacy. Here? The most privacy you get is when you come here. Weekends, when the, these guys aren't open, you the public restroom closes at, I think, 6 or 7. So when you need to use the restroom and the porta potty that's closest is near Chevron, You, and you can't make it, yeah. it's kind of degrading. Now, did you say you, you have a safe place to, to be at night now, or? Yes, I do, and that's, thing. I'm very thankful of it, because at night, uh, I've got someone that I can trust, two people that I can be with. I mean, I've got a spot that's hidden. So it's not a home, it's just a place that's safe because of other people? Because of other people. It's a place that I can store an extra change of clothes to keep it dry. Because imagine, think of all the things that you have in your house. Not just, not the furniture but basic, simple things. 
extra shoes when you need to change them out because they stink or because you're going out walking when it rains. It's nice to have something that you're not going to step in a puddle and then your whole, all your your socks get wet. When you're out here, you have to be able to carry everything that you will absolutely need or learn to go without it. How did you get through the winter? It was a cold winter. Um, it was difficult, but in my car, pairing up with someone and then on the nights that I was by myself, unfortunately, I drank. Because yeah. at least it made it to where I was numb and I could just shut off and go to sleep. I know I do have anxiety. And also um, PTSD. Or it's like... I'm not sure exactly, but I know that certain things trigger a natural body response. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, after when someone goes up to hit you, you you cower. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, it's like you literally live day by day. minute by minute and tensions do get high sometimes then when people see us out there yelling and screaming us that it isn't the answer they just don't understand why why is someone out there yelling and screaming do you care to know why I mean, I had pretty much a mental breakdown because I asked Ozark for a tent. And finally it was like, yay, I have somewhere that's dry, but I can just figure out a spot to put it. It's one step closer into the right direction to make do with for right now until I can get back into working. I set it down. Turned my back for even a minute. Gone. And just like with your life, it takes time to build up what you have. But only a few moments to have it all gone. Your income, coronavirus hit, something that is out of your control, but you lost that steady paycheck. Some people can't bounce back from that right away. And you know, this is the one meal a day that is granite that I know if I make it here on time 
that I will get consistently. And in a panic, you make bad choices. And I hope I can figure it out as quickly as possible because you don't get to go back. So I'm missing, missing valuable time with my babies while they're young. We've been talking at Lifeboat Services downtown with a 31-year-old Astoria woman who is homeless and has been on and off since she was six. This is The Human Beat, and we'll have more conversations like this going forward. I'm Roger Rocca. Thanks for listening.